start putting the application together now. For the most part, they're generally not going to change the question. So you can start putting your application together, even for the bigger federal grants, um, start building your application three to four months ahead because they have um, their grants forecasted out like a year out or six to eight months out. And you can start putting your application together before it's actually released and you're ahead of the game, less stress. You won't be staying up to two, three, four in the morning when it's time for that grant to um, be submitted. You'll have a proposal together. You'll know what items you need to collect, letter of supports you need to get from people. And I tell people if you're just getting started. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Dirana. Dirana, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thanks, Michelle. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Yeah, so I'm a full-service grant writing firm. I operate and own a full-service grant writing firm, I'm targeted with nonprofits, but also going into a lot of working with small businesses. There are a lot of opportunities for small businesses to go after grant opportunities. So um, I help them bring an additional revenue through grants. So funders want to fund your smaller black and brown led organizations to get some funding to them to help support their mission, dreams, and goals. So I help um, organizations craft compelling narrative, share their stories to attract funders. Nice. I love it. We will totally get into that and how that applies, but I want to back up the bus a little bit and go, how did you get into grant writing as a thing? <laughs> that is pretty yeah. specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um actually started just as a volunteer like 10 years ago at this point, maybe even longer, um, just organizations needed a grant writer and people would just ask me, hey, do you write grants? So I was kind of doing something similar, um, business plan writing for organizations, which is really big back then. And it was kind of like a, I don't know, just a perfect skill set already just to go get into grant writing. So did some research, um, learned more about the field, started as a volunteer with my local nonprofit and it just grew from there. And so that's how I um, got into the field. I was, I started um, in federal government contract management, and then I shifted into grant writing full-time. Very cool. I love it. It is an area that fascinates me and <laughs> makes me go, oh my God, who does this? So I appreciate how your brain works because that's, that is fantastic. So when it comes to, to grants, what do you notice is the biggest mistake that people make when they're first starting to look at them? Yeah, I think a lot of times people um are attracted to the dollars instead of making sure that it's a good alignment with your organization. Um, Sometimes I'll ask people that reach out to me, hey, I want to go after grants. I'm like, okay, what do you need grants for? And that's, pretty much the end of that conversation is just like, well, uh, well, I money. Don't know. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's money, it's available to you. It's money. You don't have to pay back versus a loan, but you still need to know what you're going to use the grant for. So um, looking at your budget line items, if it's going to be marketing, if it's going to be paying for staff, if it's going to be paying for some of your software. Um, if you're actually a brick and mortar, it's going to be paying for some of your um, rental expenses or anything like that. So, Really knowing what that is, um, is important. And when you do provide your budget in the grant, making sure you speak to that. Like I'm going to use these funds specifically for this, not just for marketing, but I'm going to pay a marketing assistant at 20 hours per month at this rate per month. So be, being very specific is what really makes your application stand out. And even if you talk about your services, be very specific in that. Like if you're a digital marketing company, 
what does that mean? I could ask you what digital marketing is. You can ask me. We both could have different answers. So being very specific in your application, it really makes it stand out. Nice. I love it. Well, I think a lot of people too think that they need to have a specific answer for that. And I think um, from my understanding of it, it's more important that they have an answer for it. Yeah. Is that yeah. true or is, is there kind of qualifications there? Yeah. Absolutely. So there can be. Yeah. Um, so there are, there's necessary to know, like yeah. know the answer to that question. Um, I think sometimes people get nervous. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, what are you spending money on in your business? That's the answer. Right. So when it comes to grants, um, what the only thing I think I know about them is that they're constantly evolving and changing. <laughs> Some are available this week that aren't available next week. How does the dynamics of that affect what you do? Yeah, it changes um, pretty often, like a lot of different focus areas. Like when I first started out, the answering the sustainability question was really big, which is essentially, yeah, we're going to give you this money. Or if we do give you this money, how do you sustain your programs and services? And then it shifted into um, systems change. How is your work making a difference for systems and eradicating systems? And now it's real big in DEI. So just following those trends, knowing what's important, um, being, being a grant writer for 10 years, I I'm a student of what I do. I can I attend uh, like industry professional trainings, um, any webinars, learning a lot about AI right now, which is really big. Should I include it in my grant writing? Is it ethical? Is it unethical? What are all the different things? So just following those trends. If you're in this industry, you're going to follow like what's going on, seeing what's going on, seeing what people are doing, learning from your colleagues and things like that. So that's pretty much what I do is continue to stay abreast to um, all the things going on. Nice. And and I also understand that there are different levels of grants. Like there's municipal, there's statewide, mm -hmm. national, mm -hmm. private. How mm -hmm. do you, like, <laughs> I'm assuming people just go to you and go, hey, figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, what does that become important as to what they're looking for? Or is that just kind of within your spectrum of what you find? Yeah, it's a um, great question. They do, there's different levels. So you have your federal, you have your state, you have your county, then you have your private foundations. Um, and they like your corporate sponsors or corporate um, organizations, corporations. Um, so it just depends on the company, what they're interested in, what they're looking for. My current clients have a pretty robust grant program, but they haven't tapped into federal government and federal government is my specialty. That's what people do come to me for. So they want to tap into that arena and get revenue in that market. They have grant writers on staff, but they don't specialize in federal government because it's a whole nother animal. It has its own complexities and things like that. But, um, so it just depends on what you need. If you're just getting started out, of course, you don't jump into federal grants. You start with some more smaller local found funders in your in your market, even maybe a corporate um, a corporation you may have a relationship with. So it just depends on the organization. And um, yeah, just going from there and just understanding what you want. If you don't know, that's again, that's somewhere I can help you with strategy and making a determination. Right. Well, and I know there's a lot of kind of what I'm going to call bizarre grants out there. Um, like some of them come from nonprofits and are for for-profits, which are like, mm. hey, that's kind of interesting. Didn't know that would happen. And a lot of them are estates that have trust funds set up that are trying to help um, mm. people mm. in all different arenas and areas. So when it comes to kind of knowing what's out there, is there kind of a means to the madness that I can go, 
oh, I'm a female-run company. I can go and look for something. I'm a redhead. I can go look for something. I'm a, <laughs> whatever the thing is that somebody's got going on, how kind of, how bizarre do they look? Or do you just kind of find stuff and go, hey, you wouldn't happen to have somebody like this on your team because if you do, you qualify. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah. How does that yeah. all go down? Yeah, that's um, something I do as well. We call prospect research. I learn about your organization. They typically will provide me with a document with all your programs and services. I look at that. I study it. I pretty much learn what your program does or who you serve, the type of people that you serve. And because I've been doing this for a while, sometimes I can say, oh, I know there's some funding available um, through SAMHSA or through the Department of Health and Human Services for these programs or services. If it's something just different or new, of course, I'll do research for you. Um, so we do conduct prospect research um, at my company. That's a part of the services that we offer. Um, so like a lot of your tools that you would do your searches for, like your federal grants is like grants.gov, some of your small business grants is Hello Alice. They have some really good grant opportunities on there for small businesses. So different um, research tools are out there. If you're in the field, you know about, but if you don't, of course, that's why we're here to help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I assume most of our listeners are going grants. What are grants? How do I get grants? I didn't know we could get grants. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially... I uh, know in Canada, a lot of them are um, medically run or things like that or research that will go, oh yeah, they, they run on grants. That's just what they do. So they have a full-time person and the rest of us are just kind of SOL and mm. um, there's nothing we can do about that, which is totally not true because occasionally things will pop up where, you know, if we serve certain communities, there'll be grants for those. Is there a way to kind of stay on top of things that if um, if there's deadlines and the deadlines pass that, you know, the next opportunity is coming through, like, is there Google alerts for grants? <laughs> mm -hmm. It is. So you can put in your focus area, your specialty, if you brought, provide mental health resources to like underserved communities, you can definitely do a, a Google alert. For those type of opportunities um and just and it can be on your radar i even tell people if you literally just missed a deadline nine out of ten times is going to roll around again start putting the application together now for the most part they're generally not going to change the question so you can start putting your application together even for the bigger federal grants um start building your application three to four months ahead because they have um their grants forecasted out like a year out or six to eight months out and you can start putting your application together before it's actually released and you're ahead of the game, less stress, you won't be staying up to two, three, four in the morning when it's time for that grant to um, be submitted. You'll have a proposal together. You'll know what items you need to collect, letter of supports you need to get from people. And I tell people if you're just getting started or you're new, or even if you've been around for a while and you just haven't tapped into um, grants, always look into collaborating and partnering with other organizations that may provide a service that is um, needed for your audience that you just don't provide. Ooh, fun. And do you help people kind of figure that out and, and mm -hmm. where they're at with that? Yeah, right. so we do. Um, I ask questions about your collaborators currently. Who are you partnering with? What is the need of clients that you're currently serving? Like uh, a lot of my clients, uh, a lot of my experiences with housing, with housing, it is to get clients to be self-sufficient. So a lot of those um, support needs is job training, workforce development, getting them trained up and certifications and skill sets to where they can earn a livable wage and um, going to their own housing to be able to afford um, rent, of course, astronomical at this point. But yeah, just right. being able to provide, like we're a housing organization. 
and then we could partner with an um, a organization that provides like that workforce development or job training. Ooh, cool. I uh, you know there's some very specific um, housing grants for for realtor or real estate investors in the states to be able to do affordable housing programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's a that to me is an area of fascination as well. Yeah. So when somebody goes to work with you, is it usually kind of project based or are you on retainer and kind of working with them full time to to get them where they want to be? I say full time, meaning like <laughs> across months as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, 80 hours a week. But um, and I'm sure there's some companies that could employ you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So how do you oh, usually yeah. work with your clients? Yeah, I work with them um, generally on a retainer because um, they'll want my services, but not just for a one time. They want it to be ongoing and they want that ongoing support. So typically a retainer uh, model, we just have a set fee. I don't surprise you with additional hours. I'm not tracking hours. We focus on outcomes and we do um, retainer models. Now there are occasions where the client's like, I have these three or four grants that are due. We know we want to apply for them. We can um, contract with you for that period for that, open to that as well. Um, so it just depends, but generally clients are on retainers. Nice. And does it matter what the geography of your clientele is? Do they have to be in a certain state or area or can you do anywhere? Well, no, not especially not now. I have clients all over. Um, I'm actually in Georgia, but I actually have no um, Georgia clients, strangely <laughs> enough. But so I if do you're have in Georgia. Clients. Yeah, I'm in Georgia, <laughs> so um, which is home. I've born and raised here, but most of my clients are in the DMV market. I have a client in Ohio. I've had a client in Denver, Colorado, Louisiana. So clients all over Boston, Massachusetts. So um, yeah, I do not have a specific geography requirement or anything like that. Very cool. And just because we have an international audience, is there anything that international audiences can apply for with American grants? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Internationally, I would have to find out for you, but um, just off the cuff, I don't know. But I do have a colleague who specializes in grants in Canada. Um, So that's her specialty. So I typically will get um, some Canadian ask me about the opportunities there. And I definitely refer them to her because I just stay in my lane. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) I love it. Um, So who would you say your ideal client is? Who do you love to work with or who comes to you most often? Yes, I love housing programs. Healthcare is probably one of the larger organization or larger industries that I've won grants for. And I love doing workforce development or writing about workforce development, job training. People get trained in like 12 months, six months, eight months, and it just changes the trajectory of their life for their family, for their children. So those are like some impactful moments and um, seeing it making a difference for clients, hearing their testimonies and being able to contribute to that. I really enjoy it. And I'm more and more enjoying like writing for small businesses. A lot of them don't realize the uniqueness of the things that they do. Um, and I'm, I uh, make it a point to bring out the the things, the creativity that you're operating in at your at your in your business. A lot of times, business owners don't see it. Um, so I like to work with them to bring that out of them as well. Very cool. Is there any grant in particular that to you kind of popped out as being well? That's neat. Say that again. Is there any grant that popped out at you as being very unique or interesting to you going, wow, that's like, it's not the norm. It's not just a research-based oh. grant. It's not just a, you know, yeah, yeah. Everybody that's in this industry gets those kind of grants, but mm-hmm. something that just popped out at you. 
yeah, not the norm. Um, a lot of the small business grants, because when I got started, I didn't see any of those opportunities. So um, I like the way that they're supporting them. Like they'll specifically ask women of color. Um, they ask that you be a woman of color, be um, in operation less than five years, um, budget of less than like maybe 150 or 200,000. So those are the unique grant opportunities that are available that were not in the past before it was like they were targeting your larger businesses a million dollars or greater but now it's like they want the smaller nonprofit or smaller businesses they want those that are just getting started and they want to support uh, minority-led organizations so I, I like to see that nice I love it so can you give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients Oh, a Cinderella story. I feel like they're all Cinderella stories um, because <laughs> they weren't getting grants before and oh, then they have <laughs> Yeah, so, but yeah, um, one of my clients last year, she found me, I say organically. She reached out to me on LinkedIn. She just was impressed with my um, my website and she was like, I'm a brand new executive director. I don't even think she had been in the role a month. And she had this pressure to hit the, the, the grant um, goal for the year. And she was like, I have no idea what, what, how to do them. I don't know what it is. I don't even know the first thing about grants. She was a program person that was promoted to the executive director role. And executive director at a nonprofit is just essentially their CEO. So she brought me on board to um, be their grant person. I was like their in-house grant writer. And um, the prior executive director did all their grants. And I looked at them. They weren't written very well. The one she won, it was because they had relationships, which is totally fine. So helping them build up their grant program in less than six months, they were um, awarded six figures in grant awards um, and they wanted to bring it in house. So I was able to train up one of their operations person to be their grant writer and they were able to take it on from there. So that was like a perfect situation. And ideally, I like to tell people I like to work myself out of a job. I want to get you get get you together, get you in a good place where somebody could come in and take what I've done as that foundational information and, 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 and move forward from there. So it was a great experience. She was somebody that acknowledged what she didn't know and she listened, which is important. So it's important when you hire somebody as an expert to listen to what they um, provide for you. She was intentional with putting the time, energy and effort into her grants program and was able to see results for them. So she was able to grow the organization in a short period of time from her tenure. Nice, I love it. So what are some of the things that business owners would struggle with thinking, oh my God, grants would be awesome. Derona, I need you so badly in my business. What what kind of things are they facing? Do they know they need grants? Do they not? Yeah, a lot of times I ask people like, can you afford to pay a grant writer and not get any of these grants? Would you be, would it really cause you problem to get, uh, to pay that money out and not get anything back? Would it be, would it be a strain on you as a, as a, as a small business owner? And if the answer is yes, then I was like, you're not ready to apply for grants. Cause I want you to assume that you're not going to win any, but of course I don't lead with that. We always <laughs> tell them if you hire us, your chances of success increase, but especially with small business grants, they're very, very, very competitive and you have to um, just be at a place where he's like, Hey, you know what? We want to just see if we can get them. We want to, um, see what opportunities are out there. We want to see if we can bring in additional revenue for, um, through grants. And even the information that you provide for us is something we can use moving forward. We can use as marketing. 
we can put this communication on our website. Um, we can use it as a business plan. We can use it for a number of different things because it talks about our program in a way that we haven't talked about it. And we love the way that it's being communicated. So just being open about grants and just know that it's not a guarantee. Any, any grant writer that guarantees is definitely a red flag. Well, and you bring up a great point that the, the data collected makes great uh, marketing fodder because, I mean, if somebody applies for a grant that says, yes, we serve and support this community, I mean, that's a great <laughs> reach out and mm -hmm. people are totally interested in that. So I can absolutely see that if they're looking to um, reformat or reuse that, that content, um, that it's, you know, it's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of energy. It's can be extremely valuable. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, the marketer is probably happy to have more content that's, exactly. that's uniquely yeah. driven than just the usual things and supplies that they're getting. That is awesome. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start the journey with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can connect with me on my website. June first firm is J-U-N-E-F-I-R-S-T firm.com and you can schedule a call to speak with me you can sign up for our newsletter i send out weekly grant writing tips um resources and tools i just shared a grant a aarp foundation um is looking to provide services and support and grants to those that support seniors so i'll be sending out a ton of resources updates and information and you definitely definitely can connect with me there or you can just send me an email at info at junefirstfirm.com Nice. I love the name. Where did June 1st from come from? Oh, it's actually my birthday, June 1st. Um, and I needed a name. I needed a business name. I didn't want to use my name. I couldn't figure out a name. So I was like, okay, I'll just go with that. I like it. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> so I get to add, so we will of course have all of Deronda's links in the show notes. Go ahead and scroll down, click on the link, open up in a new browser, of course, because we're not done yet. So Deronda, at what point in life did you know you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Yeah, it was, it's, I still, still to this day, I'm like, just <laughs> why, why am I doing this? Um, but I like it. I like the freedom. I like the, the ability to be creative. Um, I like that it pushes me, it challenges me. Working at organizations just got boring, mundane. Honestly, they were toxic environments. That's been my experience. Not everybody's like that. But um, and I just say it's 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 been fun. So crazy enough to do this thing. And I found that it's better to do it with others. So the other people that have businesses, they can give you tips. Um, I'm part of a number of membership organizations, consulting communities. Um, that's kind of what keeps me going and because it could be very, you know, silo work. So um, I always encourage those uh, other entrepreneurs to continue to like connect with other entrepreneurs so that you won't give up on this journey. Nice. I love it. You've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, I don't want to let people know that grant writer is this whole thing now and I'm using quotes if you're not looking at the video. <laughs> And there are those, unfortunately, who are using the title and they're not true to who they are. So um, I've shared tips. I've done a webinar recently, how to avoid grant writing scams. Pretty much everybody that I've come to has paid grant writers without any success or just people that just took their money. So it's a whole thing now. And just be mindful of the person that you hire. Do your research. See if a mutual person knows them or can speak to their work. Um, and just making sure that they have some proof of success 
and you feel comfortable working with them. I know a lot of times we see the dollars and they jump out at us and we like, we want to jump on it. It's that FOMO, fear of missing out. So make sure that you do your research and know that grants are competitive. It's going to take some time to put together an application, especially if you're just getting started. So making sure that you are hiring a qualified, reputable grant professional. Nice. Love it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures, but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.